Welcome to the Guardrail Podcast. This is a podcast about what it looks like when you ask God to give you eyes to see and ears to hear. We describe all the many things God has shown us as we have pursued a deeper walk with Him. I'm Rachel. And I'm Fox. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another week of the Guardrail Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Rachel, your host. <laughs> And Fa, your co-host here. No. Say hello, Fa. <laughs> Say hello, Fa. You're not here. I'm not. I'm not going to listen to you. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm not a co-host here. Fine. It's your host and your, uh, your co-host. Good Lord. Your host and your other host. Co-manager and co-manager of the podcast. <laughs> yes, it's true. Um, we appreciate your listening um, ears and your faithful attendance to our uh, podcast <laughs> please like and subscribe on the socials all the socials yeah <laughs> we're, we're on there uh, not all tiktok <laughs> we're not on tiktok i don't know even that's social media or not or i don't LinkedIn. know what you classify that as garbage china propaganda i don't know <laughs> what is tiktok though video platform it's just the it's same like youtube as, yeah. right well no it's short videos so like reels and stuff mm. mm-hmm. i could be wrong they might have you know, long form videos. I don't know. Well, we're not on there, so we don't know. But anyway, yeah, um, we're glad. it's hard enough just to upload stuff to like Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. It's a full time job. Yeah, the social media thing, the influencer yeah. <laughs> thing. You know, I don't even know. You really have to dedicate a lot of time to it. Which you know, looking at them and just kind of prejudging all of them is kind of like, good lord, you know. Yeah, that's on top but, of recording the content. Actually, a lot of work. Yeah. So it's not like they're doing nothing. But um, yeah. So we're here, here to talk about things. And you're here to listen. What are we talking <laughs> about today, Fa? I don't know what we're going to talk about because I know you have something to talk about. Well, this is our third take of this podcast because Fa went on a wild tangent about some kind of space nonsense, <laughs> garbage, digital media. I don't know what it was. I fell asleep. But. We cut it out because we we don't want to hurt you guys like that, you know. So. That we're just talking about right to repair and how if you buy a movie today, a digital copy, you don't legally own it. Mm-hmm. All the, that really yeah. entertaining. Um, it's not like a physical copy where you could just pass it on to people. You just, you don't own it. Literally. Yeah. Stops every conversation. So <laughs> Rachel's not interested in her uh, rights. Well, being it's taken a problem. Away. Is like I don't, I don't even know. Like, okay, well, how do I respond to it? I don't know. Faz very pa- impassioned by it, though. He's going off about it um, for a while. Well, now. no, it's just that I've been hearing about this for like third, twelve years now. Mm-hmm. Now it's all coming out. No, no, it's a, it's been out there. It's the same. No, no, no it's all coming out of you, Faz. He pulled it in. Yeah, no, I was just, it made me upset because you, they can, like, let's say you, you buy a movie and then 10 years from now, people are more woke than they are now and they go, oh, what we did in that movie is not PC, mm-hmm. so we're going to go and change it. Yeah. So now your favorite movie is changed because you don't own a copy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have that copy. So they'll forever keep changing stuff. Okay, so is that actually occurring or is this just in theory? I mean... Because, okay, so because like on Disney Plus, they didn't change anything. They just added... They just like, yank oh, stuff off of sensitive. there. They just take it off and you you can't 
buy it anymore. You can't see it. Yeah, but they've always been like that with their products. Like yeah. they don't always sell things. Well, but all the time. here's to think about uh, something to think about. Uh, George Lucas, for instance, changed something in the original Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. and people fight to have that original copy. It's worth a lot of money now because it's like the movie is now different. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, okay. So the idea of like changing history that way it's always but it's been not around history it's just a piece it is of a part art. of history it's a creative it's a part of history uh it's a like product of somebody so yeah. if they own like no one can own someone else's art like technically you know what i'm saying like yeah. so if they have the right to change whatever he has a right it just makes creative people garbage. it just makes people upset well i guess that's too bad another thing that goes along with all of this is like in some countries a politician or somebody does something and they're now in trouble, right? Because they did something bad or whatever. Mm-hmm. They have laws in other countries where you can go and erase it from Google. It's like, oh, you can't put on Google that, you know, I stole a million dollars like from the city or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they try to erase that history. So, yeah. Yeah, but That's you annoying. know, here's the thing: it's like they've been doing this crap like since forever. Yeah, always trying to erase history, burning books, whatever else. You know. Yeah. This isn't really new per se, as far as like tyranny goes. There's always been tyranny. Yeah, that's not that for this sure. isn't necessarily tyranny, but it's something like that. A digital version. <laughs> no, it's the same thing. The principle yeah. is the same. Yeah. They've yeah, always, well, yeah. Long story short, the moral of the story is the government's scummy and will, um, you know, you got to be on your guard about it. I'll tell you one person that edit, edits history and gets away with it. Um, Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. He can erase your sins. Dang, that's that was, that was yeah. a full-blown preacher move right yeah. there. <laughs> I was like, yeah, wow. But in that case... We're the ones that fight it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Tell Be- me more. Because the devil will accuse you of your past stuff. But God's like, no. You know? Yeah. Um, he saved. He's delivered. I wiped the sins away and I forgot it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the devil doesn't forget. <laughs> the yeah. devil has his hard copy <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> he has his DVD. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's exactly right. What do you want to talk about? Well, I'm trying to figure that out as we are chatting here about... Maybe I'll give you some to go on. Um, I am s- struggling lately with performance. Okay. When it comes to like prayer and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, you have to, perf- you have to give it your all. You have to pray a lot. Um, you have to pray at the right time. You have to pray the right things like i you can go down this rabbit hole where it's like oh i'm not feeling god's presence over because i'm i'm not doing something right Mm -hmm. and when you're in that mindset it feels like like heaven's closed when you're praying you ever Mm -hmm. had that feeling like it's like Mm -hmm. it's hard to yeah it's hard to get to yeah that really good place when you're praying so i've been thinking that I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm going to come to God like a child. Because children don't, even if they've done something bad, mm-hmm. they don't come to you with that guilt of like, I'm going to be with mommy and daddy and 
they don't think mommy and daddy are not going to welcome me as I did before because I did this or because I didn't do the dishes or I didn't clean my room. They always come to you with their hearts open. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't hold back. They're always happy to be with you or whatever. So I'm trying to be like that. And it's it changes a lot of it. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't I didn't want to just be performing all the time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be I don't want to be earning my time with God. I know I don't earn it. So mm-hmm. I come to him and I know like I didn't do everything correctly today. I didn't do everything um by the book. So God's not going to show up when I pray. And I don't think like that anymore. It's always, you know, when I have a different attitude when I come to God, it's always good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's true. I think that sometimes we try to have, like, it's almost like a formula. Like, it worked this time. Like, I felt God's presence. I, like, you really felt close to God. This one prayer time, this is what I did. So I just have a formula for it. Yes. And, um, but, like, that doesn't work in relationships. Mm, no. Like, it doesn't work with me. Like you're you're like, oh, if I um, you know, do this and that, Rachel's gonna respond this way. Um, but I'm not a robot and neither is God. <laughs> and you know, like we we that doesn't yeah. work like that. It's like even when Jesus was like, Oh, when you um and when you pray, don't pray like the heathens that repeat themselves and just, you know, mumble a bunch of crap, you know, ritualistically. Um, yeah. Like, no, don't do that. Pray this. God, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Actually, it's come. good that you said that because I think it says Abba, right? Mm-hmm. In the original. Mm-hmm. And that means like daddy or whatever. And yeah. you did not talk to God that way when you prayed before. It was more ritualistic. You know what I'm saying? You call yeah. him Yahweh or whatever. You you, you didn't say Abba. Yeah. Abba is like the kind, you know, gentle father or whatever. Yeah. And that's softer. what Jesus referenced. Mm-hmm. So for us, like we read it because it's in English. We make like no distinction from whatever old old prayers they prayed. But yeah. the people that heard this, it was like, oh, what? I'm calling God daddy. It's the like familiarity yeah. of it seems yeah. improper. Yeah. But it, God it, is our father. Yeah. He's our dad. Um, Our 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 good father who does relate to us just like we relate to our kids. Yeah. And so when Lily or Addie comes to me, I'm not going to turn them away and I'm not going to make them like, you know, tell me the secret password to like yeah. be in my presence, like be in front of me. What sent me down this path was listening to Bill Johnson a while ago. He was saying that people complain that they read the Bible, but they don't understand it or they don't remember. Mm-hmm. And he said, I don't remember what I ate last week, but it still nourished me. He said, oh, I every time I'm reading the Bible or every time I'm praying, I fall asleep. And he said, I never got mad at my kids for falling asleep in my arms. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like there's. Yeah. And I was like, yes, that's what I'm going through right now. Like yeah. I sometimes I'll pray and I'll fall asleep. And it's like I wake up and I feel guilty or whatever. But it's like. God's not feeling that way. You know what I'm saying? He knows I'm struggling in my flesh just to carve out time to be with him every day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not easy to do. It's not easy to do. It's so just so much easier to like not pray or turn on television or be on a 
stupid social media all day long. You know what I'm saying? It's so much easier just to do what your flesh wants to do. Oh, yeah. That God is, I think, well, I know, really pleased that you do carve out some time for him and you, like, make him a priority. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you said the word formula because that's what I was thinking for about formula when you come to pray to God looks like religion to me. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And then you go, and then that's why we have all these rituals that we have in church because people broke down our relationship to God down to formulas. You know what I'm saying? You come yeah. down, you sing two, three songs, you do this and you do that, and then that's it. And then, then there's no individualism anymore. There's no relationship. It's all like a robotic yeah, ritual all the time. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. And that's, uh, it's so funny because I was just talking to somebody about this because they were asking me about my beliefs and whatever else. And I was like, well, I mean, yeah, I guess I can say I'm religious, but I was like, I honestly don't like saying that because I don't believe it's true. Um, Yes, I'm a born-again Christian. Jesus is the only way, you know, to the Father, Holy Spirit, all that stuff. Like, I'm not believing some other things. But (laughs) what I'm saying is, is like, and I will affirm, too, that, yes, I believe that the only way to heaven is through a relationship with Jesus Christ. We're not new age. No, yeah. Like, we're, <laughs> like, let's set the standards here, just so we are all on the same page. But I don't consider myself religious just because religion is exactly that, like a formulary thing in order to have yeah connection with God. But, you know throughout the and I said this to that person I was like from the beginning to the very end whether or not you believe that I don't know it's like from beginning to end so in Genesis right Genesis all wild foreshadowing you know the Old Testament's all foreshadowing of Jesus it's all connected and from the beginning to the very end of the Bible it's about relationship yeah that's what it is I don't, I don't care whether or not you believe there was you know I don't know freaking dinosaurs or not like like, i don't care if you don't take genesis and the creation theory literally or you do i I don't care but if if you you don't care if the age if the earth is six thousand years old or six billion years old yeah i'm so sick of christians arguing about dumb crap like that meanwhile they're missing the point yeah the relationship you're missing the whole point like, read it how you want as long as you have a relationship with God. And in that relationship, the Holy Spirit will give you revelation yeah. about Genesis and the creation theory and about all of it. But the problem is, is that we have people who are hung up on stuff that doesn't matter. I mean, it matters in a degree, but it doesn't really matter when it comes down to relationship because in the relationship, all things are re- revealed. In yeah. Christ, all things are revealed. Yeah. So say I have a hard time. I've had conversations with people who are like, you know, I would believe, but I just can't get behind all the all the nonsense, like, yeah. you know, uh, meaning like from their perspective as a scientist or like a scientific, like, there's no way that the earth is what they're saying, blah, blah, yeah. blah. There's no way that the f- the earth was flooded like that. There's just well, no newsflash, we don't know. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, okay, fine. But can you believe that you, you know, that you're loved and that yeah. somebody cares about you? Not somebody God cares about you. Yeah. That he's your heavenly father. That just like we create children, God created us. Like, not yeah. exactly the same, but in the same theory, we're created, we create. It's not wild to believe that, you know, that there is a creator, but who cares? The point is, the whole Bible is about relationship. The whole point of us being created was about relationship 
with God. God wanted us to have relationship with him. We saw that in the garden. We saw that with Jesus dying on the cross. The whole point was we're reconciling this relationship. Yeah. God's Jesus is the new Adam, you know? Yeah. So I wait. Okay, go ahead. I like that you said I don't know how to answer people when they ask me if I'm religious because I don't know how to answer people. Um, if I do, do sit down to have a conversation with them, I need to know first what is religious for them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, what is a religious person? Somebody that goes to church? Yes, I'm religious. I go to church. What are you talking about? Like, are you talking about religion? Like Muslim, Catholic, born again, Christian? Mm-hmm. I fit in one of those categories. But if you're talking about, and they never are. They never, they just want to know if you go to church. <laughs> yeah. That's what they, are you religious? You go to church? But I, if you take the religious word to the core, I think religion mean, means like a bridge to God. Yes, I'm religious. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I do. Right. The end, the true root of the word is the what I am. But, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't want, also don't want people to have the idea that I'm somebody who goes to church, practices a ritual, and then I go home and like... You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I'm not part of that religion. I, yeah. like you said, we believe in Jesus and stuff, and like, but we're like hardcore about it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it's cool. Yeah. Because people don't know what it's like mm-hmm. to be hardcore about Jesus. I mean, they've seen some version and it looks weird. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've seen it too, but, um, Oh, yeah. nothing like it. There's nothing no like doubt. Yeah. Right. There's no doubt. Like, you and I, we're 100% in on Jesus. Like, yeah. this is our life. This is what we eat, you know, uh, drink and, you know, breathe every day. Yeah. And this let matters it be everything to us. Um, hang on. Let the record show that we've been Christian for oh, a long yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And this hardcoreness is only like a year old because <laughs> we, we didn't experience anything like this up until like a year ago. You know what I'm saying? Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm, well, I mean. Kind of, yeah, in and out. It goes, yeah. there's waves, I guess, but to, to degrees of this. But yeah, um, you know, I lost my train of thought, I think. But basically, it's about relationship, yeah. I mean, with religion or saying you're religious, it has a lot of negative connotations now. And I think for the generation that is younger and coming up, it's not wildly accepted. More, It's not exactly, it's kind of like, you know how like some words meant something Oh, right. Back in the day, and now they don't mean that anymore. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay, by the root of the word, and like, yeah, what it means in the dictionary meant that, but it's not what we understand it to be today. And I think mm. that religion is kind of that yeah. at this point. It's like, well, you have people who now associate religious with a certain thing. So I'm okay with not using that word. Yeah. I'm not necessarily okay with saying I'm spiritual because that just opens it up to being like, well, I'm not some kind of hippie that believes in all things. I don't. <laughs> I believe there is only one. Even though God. we are super spiritual. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're all super spiritual, whether or not you realize it or not. Yeah. But um, so, you know, I'm not necessarily great with using that per se, but, you know, uh, this is one long of story things. short is if you meet us and you ask us if we're religious, you're going to have to sit down for a little bit. Yeah, for you're going to have to let us explain it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, but it's funny about that, though, because it does kind of go align, uh, lines up with what I was thinking I might share, which was, I mean, as we've mentioned on this podcast multiple times, is that we have a home group here, I guess, and um, our meetings, right? Yeah. People come over where we pray and worship and 
uh, fellowship or whatever. So anyway, a couple weeks ago, I okay, and like again, I have mentioned often, especially with the old dementia patient um, episode. Story, yeah. My uncertainty about things. It's just like I'm always like I'm clearly, you know, it's like spiritual dementia. It's like I have to keep asking the same thing. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing, God? Like, what are we doing? Right. right. right? Yeah. And I was again being like, God, do you even want us to do these meetings? Like, did you even ask us to do these in the first place? Like, I just don't know. You know, just again, just keep asking because I'm uncertain. And I was like, I don't, I don't even know what you want us to do in these meetings. Like, as far as preparation for these things go, you know, I'm kind of like, okay, God, you got to have to give me some kind of, some kind of inkling of what you want to do. Yeah, like, I'm clueless. Like, every time I show up and I'm like, well, let's see what happens, you know? Nothing's planned, per se. I'm, like, trying to ask the Holy Spirit, like, God, what are you planning? Like, do you even want us to do these anymore? Like, what's the point of them? Like, what are we doing? Like, why are we even doing this, basically? And, um, I'm praying about like that and just kind of, I don't know, you kind of get in these moods where it's like, let's just call it quits (laughs) (laughs) or at least I do, or I'm about to jump out a window, (laughs) you know, it's like, I'm done, you know? So anyway, I am, um, you know, just in that weird moment where it's probably always just kind of like under attack from the enemy, just like a lot of doubt and just different, yeah. You know, it's like you have expectations, but, you know, again, these expectations, where do they even come from? Like, did they come from God or are they just things that I came up with? Like, sometimes Mm. we're asking God for things that he was like, I never told you to do that. Like, so that's always, I'm like, I always want to make sure I'm in check. Am I doing what I see Jesus doing? You know? Yeah. So anyway, I'm praying about this and I, I start to see, um, like that I was looking out the window in my living room and um, all of a sudden I, I turn around to look at Jesus and I see Jesus in the kitchen um, like with my, um, I don't know, my, my kitchen on my kitchen island. And he was cutting out hearts, um, kind of like an arts and craft situation. Right. And he was cutting out hearts and um, just over there doing that. And I'm like, I was like, okay, I'm going to go over where he is and I guess join him. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So I'm over there with Jesus and I'm, I'm like talking to him. He's not really responding to me. And I was like, Jesus, what are you doing? Like, what are we doing? I want to help, you know? <laughs> so yeah. Jesus is cutting out hearts. And so he get, he hands me the hearts that he's cutting out and then he gives me crayons and I start coloring on these hearts. Right. Yeah. And so I'm doing that and then I hand them back to him and then he puts them on the fridge you know, like as you do. And I was like, okay, this is nice. I was like, what are we doing though? And I'm praying about this for a while because this is literally all I see for a while. Like I'm just chilling yeah. with Jesus doing arts and crafts time, you know? Yeah. And I'm um, like praying and I don't know what's happening. And then I see him take these hearts and it, it was like he created a big fish, like an outline of a fish. Right. And he used these hearts as like scales, like line them up to make them look like scales. Right, right. On the fish and like a bill, bill, billboard. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And um, I was like, okay, we're we're decorating a fish. Like, cool. It felt like VBS. I don't know. <laughs> you know, something yeah. like that. But anyway, vacation Bible school for those that don't understand <laughs> what I just said. For those of you who are not really arts and crafts <laughs> in vacation Bible school. Anyway, so I'm praying and I'm like, I don't get it. I don't know what's going on. And I didn't, I was like asking Jesus, like, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? And Jesus was like, didn't talk to me. 
And then I was like, mm, I don't know. So I'm praying. And all of a sudden, as we're doing this time pass, and I start to see, <laughs> I start to see Jesus, his head, like morphs into the face and like head of a, a hog, like a boar. Yeah. Yeah. He like turned into this like creepy boar with like tufts and the tusks. Pig. Yeah. yeah. Is that what they're called? Tusks. I'm, I'm tired. FYI, everybody, I had maybe three hours of sleep today. So I'm <laughs> yeah. running on empty. But anyway, so I was like, okay, well, this is not Jesus. That's a false Jesus. And I was like, what is going on? God, tell me where you are. Like, where are you, where is the real Jesus here? Because this is the thing what I've learned is that we have, we have perspectives of Jesus. And I've mentioned this before, so bear with me, that are not God. But it's just our image that we've created of God. Right. It's like our understanding of him does not mean that is how he is. Mm. So news check the things you've been told about jesus may not be actually jesus what i'm trying to say is is like our perspective of who he is in um in brokenness and different things like that does not necessarily represent jesus because we can take the bible and make it say anything we want to yeah. and we can make god look like anything we want to but that does yeah. not mean that is who he is you only know who jesus is through relationship with him through right. getting to know him through spending mm-hmm. time with him and, and loving on him and letting him love you, then his true nature is shown through the Holy Spirit and all that jazz. But anyway, to say all that, so I was like, Jesus, where are you? So then I saw Jesus come, the real one, and he was like, come away with me. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to be with this creepy pig. So <laughs> let's go. And so he whisked me away to this like field and we're walking through this field and it was just kind of like a nice peaceful thing. And then he like led me to this spot where he had made a picnic out in this field. And um, he was like, why don't you, you know, he's like, just come, come eat with me, you know? It's like, And so I sat down and we're just like chilling and enjoying each other's company and like eating like this picnic food that Jesus prepared for me. And it was all of my favorite stuff, <laughs> which incidentally is a an italian sandwich is italian it a charcuterie subs. board no 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 italian subs always <laughs> i'll eat those every meal if i could but you have anyway. to go to providence and try some no i'm on the straight and narrow with my eating now i know but when you're good we should go no i am good right now this is the healthy <laughs> so anyway um stay strong i'm trying i'm trying anyway so we're just eating he doesn't necessarily like um say anything to me or, or he, he's interactive though so i knew it was the real jesus but i'm like praying about it and i'm like god what what's going on and then i saw myself again in the living room standing like waiting i was out i was looking out the window i was waiting and then jesus came back and he's like come away with me and so he took me away to on the field the same spot but he had a different like he had different meal like it was a different uh course or whatever like right. it was like dinner that was lunch and again, just had like different stuff, you know. And then I again, I saw it again. It was three times. I was waiting in the in the living room, and then she was like, "Come away with me." And so I did. And so I was like, "This is great." I don't get it though. And I felt God's presence, and I was like, "This is really nice to spend time with Jesus in a picnic in the field." Like these are all things right. I like, by the way. I would want to eat a picnic in a field somewhere. It right. seems really nice. Yeah. But anyway. So I'm like, God, I don't get it. What are you trying to say to me? What what is what does this all mean? You know? And I felt like the Holy Spirit was like, 
you know, your meetings and when you spend time with me is it's not about a task. Like your meetings are not about a task. It's about an experience. Mm. And he said, you're having meetings so that people can experience me. And, and he said, this is the thing is like, you're making it into like an arts and crafts. Like you're waiting for me to, to give you an assignment, to give you a, um, a purpose or some kind of great design or some kind of, you know, um, you know, task and, and responsibility. But he was like, I've never viewed church like that. And I don't view your meetings like that. It's not about a task. It's not about a responsibility or a a project. It's not a project. It's about experience. Right. And he said, all I'm asking you to do is come away with me so that you can experience me. And he's like, I'll prepare the meal. I'll prepare what, you know, you eat. You just have to come and experience. And he said, through your times of experience with me will lead to, um, a, a deeper knowledge of me and understanding of me, but also it, it also, it leads you to a, a, a point where you understand how to come away. And mm. so your meetings are also a coming away, but with other people. And I saw like, um, he had laid out like this huge picnic had a bunch of food and everybody showed up and he's like, because you're able to come away in your secret time and your, in your time that is not public you will know how to do this. Other people don't know how to come away. Right. They're over there making arts and crafts with the false Jesuses because that's what we've been taught to do. We've been taught that church is about tasks. It's about doing. It's about you know responding or being busy. And he was like, it's never about that. It's always about coming away. It's always about an experience. And he said, if you learned how to come away and have an experience with me, you'll be doing my will. And if you like, even even like knowing the Lord's Prayer, and it's like, hey, give us this day our daily bread. You know, he's like, I want to feed you. People are not coming to eat. That's the difference. And he said, the point is, is that I didn't have you do these meetings and I'm not having you do them so that you can come up with a um, a lesson plan for that night. Right. Uh, like an arts and crafts. It's not a lesson plan. It's not for you to be tasked with things. It's for you to have an experience and for other people to have an experience with me. That's the point. Like you said, we've been conditioned for so long to just do things. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Um, we got to do two hours of worship, an hour of worship, and we got to sit down for the meet, for the message and this and that. And like, where's the relationship in all of that? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that some churches don't do that. Most, a lot of churches do, and we know some really good churches, but um, I think that for 90% of churches, it's all like ritualistic stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's in and out. I love what Daniel said one time. One time, it was like the nine to five church. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you clock in, you clock out. Yeah. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing more tiring than that to yeah. like a person. I think it's it, awful. It, it's, yeah. And he was like, it's not meant for busy work. He's like, I'm not tasking you with busy work. That's not what this is. It's always been about relationship. Yeah, you can definitely get yourself caught in that that rat wheel. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just spin around and go nowhere and like, there's no fruits and there's no nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can get very busy being inside the church and we can all pretend to, you know, put on this, a play together. You know what I'm saying? We can all pretend to put on this show but underneath, there's like no sustenance or anything like that, or there's no God, and and we wonder why churches are empty. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. there's no one going to church because people don't like 
things that aren't real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially people up here. Have you noticed that? Oh, yeah. In New England, people don't, like, they don't, like, what's a good word? They get to patronize churches and they don't go if it's, like, if it's not a real thing. They don't do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What I was saying is, like, people are freaking hungry. They're yeah. hungry for God, whether they know it or not. And whether or not they're willing to eat of what Jesus is serving or they're, they've already gotten takeout on their way here. You know what I'm trying to yeah. say? It's like people fill up on things. You're filling up on something, whether or not you're conscious about it or not. Yeah. But God's asking is like, no, no, no. Wait for me. And when I arrive, come away with me so I can feed you. And it's about that experience with him. When you go out for a picnic, it's about an experience, not just about, you know, the food necessarily, although that's a part of it, but it's an experience, you know? Yeah, don't snack before. Exactly. Don't fill up on everything else. Meaning, like, don't fill up on the world. Yeah. The world also knows how to flip a burger. Yeah. Like, don't fill up on what the world is serving. Because then when you do come for an experience, you're already full. And you won't want it. Yeah. Um, and he said, oh, he said that to, to finish that thought. He did say to me, he was like, hunger will always lead you to an experience. So that when people are hungry, I'm going to feed them. He's like, I am dishing out food all the time. Yeah. You know, that's a daily prayer. He's like, you want to know how to pray? Pray that you, I give you my the daily bread. He, he is the daily bread. When yeah. you eat, you're consuming him and experience with him. The, the, the He is the word. The word is the bread of life. He's the bread of life, you know? So it's like every time that we go away for an experience with Jesus, we are going to be filled, you know? Yeah. And um, and he was like, man, people keep coming to church and they're okay with doing arts and crafts because they're not hungry. So they're really not there to eat. They're, they're there to do something. They're, they're there to have a task. Yeah. And when they have a task, they feel like they've accomplished something. So like they did their purpose. But he was like, you know, Church and meetings and being with me has never been about a task. It's always been about an experience, about hunger. And so when you're hungry for God, you will have an experience with him. Yeah, that's true. Uh, There was a time where you could have watched every movie out there. You could have seen every television show. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like there weren't many channels and content wasn't popping up every day. Like it's, you counted on like your hands like the days that a tv show would have a new episode for you to watch and it was like it's rare you know what i'm saying um nowadays if you imagine like you could never watch all of the youtube content you can never watch everything that's on netflix you can never watch all the hulu content like there's so much think about podcasts like podcasts are crazy Mm -hmm. everybody has a podcast yeah it's true and there's like insane content now and there's so many things for someone to fill themselves up with and to be entertained by. Like, even think about, like, all the things our kids do. Like, they ha- have soccer to go to. Lydia does piano. Not that, you know, those, that stuff existed before, but it's, like, it's it's so accessible it's nowadays. Busy. Yeah. Um, what are, the, like, trampoline parks? Like, there's so much for anybody to do at mm-hmm. any given time. You know what I'm saying? Like, video games. Video games are, like, a black hole in and of itself because you could just yeah live your life in front of a tv playing video games you know what i'm saying there's a, it's just so crazy there's so much fighting for your attention it's insane yeah and if you don't learn how to put those things second and you know christ first you're not going to learn how to have a relationship with him it's just yeah. not going to happen yeah it's true 
It's definitely true. I want to read Song of Songs, um, chapter two. It said, I am the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valleys. Like a lily among the thorns, so is my darling among the maidens. Like an apple tree among the trees of the forest, so is my beloved among the young men. In his shade, I look, I took great delight and sat down. And his fruit was sweet to my taste. He has brought me to his banquet hall. And his banner over me is love. Sustain me with raisin cakes. Refresh me with apples because I am lovesick. Let his left hand be under my head and his right hand embrace me. I adjure you, O daughters of Jerusalem, by the gazelles or by the hinds of the field, that you do not arouse or awaken my love until she pleases. Listen, my beloved, behold, he is coming, climbing on the mountains, leaping over the hills. My beloved is like a gazelle or a young stag. Behold, he is standing behind our wall. He is looking through the windows. He is peering through the lattice. My beloved responded and said to me, Arise, my darling, my beautiful one, and come along. So the point is, is that she's not awakening love before it's ready. She knows her beloved's coming. Yeah. So she's she's waiting. She's waiting for him. And she's not filling up on anything else. He's She's going to be eating his raisin cakes. Except for the raisin cakes. <laughs> well, she's eating his raisin cakes. Yeah. And his apples. I hope and, that's a good cake. <laughs> I think it is. Um, <laughs> Raisins gross. You gotta... And she's coming to his banqueting hall. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so that's the point of all this. It's like, you know, geez. Are you lovesick? Because if you're lovesick, you'll wait. So you won't eat an appetizer on your way to to dinner with Jesus, you know. Yeah. You won't fill up on something else. You won't get a quick snack from somewhere else because he's just too good. You have to save yourself for him. You do. Um it reminds me when you're in love with somebody and it's like a new relationship you can't eat in front of them and you get like nervous and stuff. Yeah. Or if there's something wrong with the relationship, it's like you have no you have no appetite. You know what I'm saying? It's funny how that, it's funny how love messes with your appetite. Like you have no time for other things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're focused on your beloved or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that speaks a lot about it. Yeah. It consumes you. Yeah. You wait with anticipation. Yeah. Um, and, and that was the whole point of what God was showing me. It's like, man, everybody makes it about some kind of task is because when you're busy, you don't have to have intimacy. You don't have to have yeah. relationship. No it judgment. looks like, yeah. We, I mean, we live that life too. Yeah, you know it's, what I'm saying? Like, it's whatever. That. I'm just saying is like, even in my state now with wanting God, I was still getting caught up in that. Yes. And that's the whole point you showed yeah. me this because I'm like, okay, what are we doing, God? What are we, you yeah. know, yeah. what's it's, happening now? It's a constant struggle. It's it doesn't a go away. Thing. It's like, no, no, no. Remember, this is only just about experience. Yeah. And so I don't have to burden myself with um, task. Yeah. Jesus has not been about task. He's been about relationship. He's about experience. And so my my encouragement or my, you know, question is like, are you are you hungry for experience? You know, are you yeah. going to come away? Because uh, that really is the key, you know. People are either hungry or they're not. And if you find yourself in a position that you recognize that you're not hungry, you can ask for hunger. 
Yeah. That's something I've prayed for over and over early on, like a long time ago, 20 years ago. Like, God, make me hungry for you. Make me thirst for you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's something that's true. And I see it today because when we first embarked on this journey of like seeking God with all of our hearts and stuff, it was easy to shut off television, social media, this and that. Lately, it hasn't been that easy or whatever, but I have been praying and asking God to take my hunger for those things away. Yeah. And sometimes I want to pop on a YouTube video and stuff like that. and Or something I used to do a lot is like I would, when um, the girls go to sleep, I would just like watch the office or watch house and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and one of these days i tried to do that but i just had this feeling come up which is like do i really want to watch this like this adds nothing to me to my life it's just it's just like a waste of time and i didn't and i went and i did other things instead and i prayed and you know so god does answer those prayers like he will direct your will towards him he will once you put the effort in and you lay that down and you're like, I don't want to crave this entertainment anymore. Mm-hmm. He will take it away from you. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's an active um, participation in that for sure with asking God to make you hungry and, and then also denying, you know, the cravings for things that are not yeah. edifying. Yeah. You know, it's just like, it's literally exactly like a physiological thing too like you know it's like i want to be on a diet i want to eat healthy but i also would love to have all the garbage all of the garbage you know all the pumpkin pies you know yeah all the the cupcakes that i want yeah so it's like yeah i want that but i'm gonna deny that because i want to be healthy more and um the difference is with god you could have him help you with that yeah you know right you're not on your own because it's not intuitive for us to crucify our own flesh like to lay down our lives yeah. is not intuitive it's not easy yeah um so certainly that is the case where jesus is there to help you you know but um but yeah i think that is uh about right if you take away anything from today is that god will help you in the pursuit of him God actually sent God down to earth to help you love God, if you think about it. Do you understand that? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah we have a helper, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, sometimes I'm praying, and I I don't know where it's going. I ask the Holy Spirit, like, where take me to Jesus. Like, where where is this going? Like, mm. let's do something together here. Because his job is to lead you to Christ. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. Um. Good place to end. Yeah. Why don't you pray? Okay. Dear Jesus, thank you for answering prayers I had 20 years ago. Thank you for helping us to find you. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that has guided us in this journey, Father. I pray that you would uh, just help us more and more to pursue you. Um, I pray that the Holy Spirit would just take more and more space in our hearts and drive away things that shouldn't be there in the pursuit of you, Jesus. I just pray that if anyone, at the sound of our voices, 
is hungry and thirsty for you and they haven't noticed until maybe they heard this podcast or lately they've been pressed by things and you know things are just driving them in a different direction uh, I pray that you drop that revelation in their hearts that what they're looking for is you the emptiness inside of them can be filled up by you father and I pray that you would touch those hearts and I pray that you guide them and put them on this journey towards you in the name of Jesus I pray amen Amen. See you next week, folks. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Like and subscribe. Share us with your family. All those things. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.